Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. All right, Flyover family, this is, I'll just be transparent, the segment that I kind of enjoy the most of all the things that we do because uh, it, it, it inspires me, it irritates me, it discourages me, <laughs> discourages me. Uh, but, but, fires but, you up. It, it, but I can kind of draft off of the hard work of someone else that's like doing this research and goes into things that I, do a deep dive on something that I didn't even know existed. And then it kind of, it, you know, it's it's better to know mm-hmm. what's going on. You know, they say ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is not bliss. Ignorance yep. is, is, is it's pain. It's disappointment. And, and it only lasts a while. And eventually you run into a, a brick wall. If you say the bridge is out and you're like, I don't, I don't need to know the bridge is out ahead. And you just keep driving faster. Um, it, 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 the, the ignorance is bliss thing leads to you, you you going into a place where there's no bridge. You crash. It, it, it ends up in a bad place financially as you get older or in your health. Or, mm-hmm. hey, I didn't know this would have been bad for me. Well, your ignorance is never a, a get out of jail free card for a bad result. And so, so this is a segment where we kind of like get a get a you just put on your big boy pants, uh, get your heart ready, get your mind ready, get prepared, get prepared to have your 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 brains blown. Out your out your <laughs> ear holes because uh, we're gonna no get no pad some paper yeah get no pad and pad ready we're about to get into it with the host of the Thrive Time Show Clay Clark yay good housekeeping note I, I want to pull this up real quick I want your producer to see if you can uh, uh, zoom in on this clip here uh, this right here I am so fired up about this final reawaken America tour event it is. I'm so fired up because Eric Trump, who you saw last night speaking there at the Iowa caucus, uh, Alina Haba, uh, Don Jr., uh, Cash Patel, so many of these wonderful people, General Flynn, Mike Lindell, you guys, we've been working nonstop for the past three years to get to what I would call the starting line. So this is like the kickoff. If you want to look in your mind, what does the Iowa caucus mean? How does it work? This is like the kickoff. This is the opening kickoff of what I would consider to be the race to the finish, the the final game of the season. This is the final six months where we try to, uh, the final 10 months where we try to save America. We're going from Mm -hmm. January to November. This is the kickoff. This will be our final Reawaken America Tour, which I'm calling the Reawaken America Tour Showdown at Motown, live from the Mega Bowl, because the final game of the year is the Super Bowl. And so I want to play this little intro video promoting this event. You're going to love it, folks. June 7th and 8th in Detroit. Here we go. On June 7th and 8th, the Reawaken America Tour takes the final episode of the Reawaken America. Now, I had this ball custom made for this shoot. I had a ball custom made this. That and JT saying to me, "Why are you sending me to the bowling alley to make a custom ball? I'll <gasps> have the ball drilled. Let's go back. This is incredible footage here, folks. Seventh and eighth, Reawaken America tour takes the final episode of the Reawaken America tour into Detroit. Folks, that's a six foot trophy. Look at the look at the, on June seventh and eighth. Reawaken tour takes the final episode of the Reawaken America hey, tour into go. Detroit, Michigan, for the Michigan Mega Bowl. Yeah, I don't know if I understand what you mean by Mega Bowl. It's a Mega Bowl. What's not to understand? This is history in the making. You're going to want to tell your grandkids and their grandkids and their grandkids. And when they look back in the annals of history, they're going to be talking about three things. Discovery of fire, invention of the submarine, submarine. and Michigan Megaball. Let's get ready to go! Yes, here we go, folks. Here we go. On June 7th and 8th, the Reawaken America Tour heads into Motown in Detroit, Michigan for the final Reawaken America Tour. Michigan Megaball! Michigan Megaball! Michigan Megaball! 
Yes, ladies and gentlemen, on June 7th and 8th, 3 Awake in America. Okay, now, Dave, uh, you know, we might be facing imminent disaster, but on the Reawaken America tour, we are not uh, deterred. We're going to do the Reawaken America tour, and we're going to have a good time doing it. So on Thursday night, you get to go bowling with many of the speakers. It's a meet and greet Thursday night. And then on uh, the two days, Friday and Saturday, we have 70-plus speakers. You can name your price. And I, this is approved by General Flynn, who's a big fan of bowling. If you wear – that's why we're doing this. He loves bowling. He's left-handed, but he's a right-handed bowler, kind of a clever ambidextrous kind of a guy. Yep. But if you wear your bowling shoes, you get to come backstage and meet the speakers. So you're going <laughs> – really? So I don't even have any bowling shoes. I just bought my bowling shoes. James, get my bowling shoes. I just bought these bowling shoes. They're size 13, Dave. They're Velcro. <laughs> They're brand new. I got them for about 70 bucks. (laughs) (laughs) The question I have, you know, we've talked in the past. There's been a couple of events, you you know, you broke even on some. It's seriously going backwards. Uh, (laughs) Those are beautiful. Oh, those are good looking. Those aren't aren't bad. Those aren't aren't bad. These are the shoes, Dave. You wear these. People treat you differently. They go, are those genuine (laughs) rental shoes? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. <laughs> I might wear these every day. These things are hot. Sorry, Dave. They're good. Well, I, I just wonder. Like, I'm not. And I'm not the business executive. You, you know, you know, part owner of 160 companies. Um, but maybe if you didn't hire Will Ferrell to do the promo for your event, you could do better financial. I don't know how much that set you back, but it had to be a lot. That had to be a it had lot. Had been a lot to get that endorsement and that oh, uh, the no, guest no, cameo. I will Dave, let me just say, one of the things I try to do is I try to take irrelevant subjects like the Great Reset and make them relevant. That's what I try to do. Now, again, I want you to understand, folks, this is not an attack against a Chief fan or an attack of anybody who's a Taylor Swift fan. But I want people to understand this. You know, Travis Kelsey, let's just be real. He is a, what would you say, Dave, as far as top 100 players in the NFL, where does he fit in the top 100? Maybe Mahomes top. is like top 10. Where does, where does Travis Kelsey fit in there? 10, top 10, probably best. It, it, it was probably better in in 2022. Yeah, he's now become, mm-hmm. you know, his brains are kind of, he knows where to be in the right spot. But he's he's uh, definitely not playing above average player right now. Career-wise, he's done stuff that's, you know, I mean, Hall, right Hall of Fame. Now, would you put him in the top 20 to, of the current players that are playing this right year? now? This year? This year? Yeah, probably 20. Okay, twenty. So he's twenty. So you pair up him, Travis Kelsey, with the number one pop star in the world, Taylor Swift, and all of a sudden you have at the same time Kelsey endorses the Pfizer shot. Yep. Now all of a sudden Kelsey's endorsement is relevant. And by the way, Patrick Bet David did a very detailed um, special on this, or a very detailed report on this. But but Kelsey got paid over twenty million dollars oh, yeah. to that commercial so that's what the deep state does they take a, a r- irrelevant topic like the covid vaccine no one really cares right and people are wanting to live their life they're wanting to watch football they're wanting to take their wife on a date people are not wanting to talk about vaccines and they take a relevant thing like taylor swift they merge it with kelsey and all of a sudden they go take the shot that's how they do it mm-hmm. so what i try to do on the reawaken america tour is i'll take a topic like uh, vivek ramaswamy that no one really cares about no one seems to care about what he does by the way, the phrase in Latin is octa non verba, octa non verba. It's octa non verba, which means watch what people do, not what they say. That's my entire mm. worldview. Watch what they do and not what they say. And nobody cares about octa non verba. If I did a show about octa non verba, seven people watch. People, what is this show? But you talk about <laughs> octa non verba, no one cares. But but at the end of the day, Yoda, people go, Yoda? 
Okay, I get that. So I did a whole Yoda spoof to talk about Vivek Ramaswamy, and yep. I think that particular clip has reached over 400,000 people on all platforms because people want to hear, you know, Yoda. Hear from Yoda. What, what you do and what you say is important because, you know, Stacey that comes up in our marriage a lot. She'll be like, I'm like, I love you. She says, then why are your pants on the floor in the closet? <laughs> Uh, from yesterday. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I said, I love you. She says, I'd rather you show me and uh, not have your stuff. So this co- actually comes up My in marriage. My love language is acts of service. She's like, I can't, I can't, I can't hear you because of what I see on the floor. So it, you're actually bringing up a great marriage tip as well. Yes. Real quick, because you guys have been married a long time. I want to ask you this, then we'll get into Vivek Ramaswamy real quick here. You know, I've been married 20 something years. And what I have found in, in marriage is that if you get the org chart of marriage right, If you get that right, if you read Ephesians, if you really get into Ephesians, you really get into Timothy, and you as a man really seek to serve God, may we all get better. But if you really seek God and your wife really seeks to assist you and to be a helpmate, man, things work. Mm -hmm. You can move mountains. And so I'm not going to give too much details, but my wife wants to do a fun thing here. And uh, the fun thing she wants to do is something I'm excited to, to do for her because she wants to do said fun thing. And so I'm doing it, even though it's not necessarily something that I would do, oh, yeah. I'm doing it with excitement for her because I want to, to serve her. But whenever we disagree on marital things, we have an org chart that's clearly established and therefore things just get done. And I just think right now what's happening is we have, we have a world full of, filled with a disorder where people are not putting God first and they're not even putting God second. They're putting God last. And then they're saying, well, how come our schools are screwed up? How come our businesses are screwed up? How come government is screwed up? I think it's because we have a world out of disorder. So if you're out there today as a marital tip, put God first, all the men out there, and then make sure that you are loving your wife the way Christ loves the church. And then women out there, if you disagree with your husband, find a way to agree to a disagree. And if you're out there and you're in a business, Put God first in all your business decisions, and therefore you'll create a business that thrives because it's blessed by God. That'd be my marriage slash business tip. Yep. And stop trying to make men women. Oh, shakabah. Oh. I mean, that it, it's crazy in the church. It's crazy in schools. Oh, worship music. Worship music is all geared towards women. There's a song in church where I listened to a while back and had this line in there. It's, it's a top hit, uh, and it was something like, it, it singing like to Jesus, like, I, I want to... I want to sit at your feet. I want to lean on your chest. I want to hear your heartbeat. And I'm just like, I think I said, I said, do you like this song? She's I love it. And I'm like, I'm like, I I don't relate to you. I don't relate to you that way. I don't relate to my son that way. I don't relate to any man that I want to lay against him and lay my head on his chest and hear his heartbeat. Like I don't have that connection with Jesus. It's like worship songs are geared towards women. You and I have never talked about that. I've never agreed with anything more than you've ever said. That we've never <laughs> talked about it. And man, shakababa, won't there it is. True story. My wife, she says to me, honey, we should take the kids to church. Because it had been like a decade since I'd been in a church. You know, and I'm going, I've been there. Hard pass. Can't go. This was, <laughs> this was like a little bit pre-COVID. I'm like, I can't go. I, I've been there. I know what's going to happen. We show up in the church. It's a true story. We show up in the church. And every song was like that. Every song. And I'm going, I just want to be clear. I do not have an ambiguously or openly gay relationship with my Lord and Savior. This whole, the the music seems gay. I don't even think about you that way. I don't, I mean, seriously, it, it talked about this tenderness and holding you. And I'm going, 
I don't even think about you that way. I, I there's nobody, no thing, no person yeah. I want to. I know I don't. I, if, if heaven's like that, I, I mean, I don't want to go to hell, but please don't send me there. I mean, and I just my wife's like, stop it. This is praise and worship. And the pastor <laughs> who was singing, he was a prancer. He was a prancer. He, you know, and he kind of perched when he sat. The, 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 the praise and worship leader. The, yeah, the praise and worship leader was a prancer. You know, he was a guy. You know what I mean? Where he'd prancer on the stage. And so he would sing these songs. He, Sir, everybody, we're just going to all. And he would, you hear that, that, that sound? It was, he needed like a, like a, like a, like a, like a pop filter. I have a pop filter when I do rap songs. You got like a windscreen going on here. Let me get my windscreen one second. This is serious stuff. This is a windscreen used to block the P's and the T's. And this homeboy exclusively spoke in the. And he's like, so everybody, we're just going to just come together and just gather yeah, here and yeah. talk about gathering at the, at the presence and just get and so I'm going, I, is he, is he, what is he doing? What's this guy doing? The last time I heard a guy talk like that was my openly gay boss at Applebee's who's told me I need to sizzle when selling. And so I, I told my wife, I cannot do this church. I can't. And so Dave, I would go to church. This is what I did for at least two years. Praise and worship would start, and I'd tell my wife, I'm going to go get a coffee. I'm going to get you a coffee. I'll probably buy everybody here a coffee, but I'm not coming back until praise and worship's done because this is an ambiguously gay praise and worship service. And that's how we went to church for about two years in a row. I, I just I, every, every time my wife's like, where are you going? I'm getting out of here. I can feel it. It's gay. And the, and the it turns out later, this praise and worship guy, turns out he was on the other team. Man. Okay, so they just need to listen to uh, Robin Bullock at Church International. It is not gay. It is completely manly. He's probably top 10 straightest men on the planet. Exactly. But again, there's ranking. Again, I, I just want to, to say that, though, like in a relationship, I think it's really important. Like we would go to marriage conferences and they would try to make the men women. I'm like, that's and, not and what I want. I didn't, like, I, didn't, are, I didn't marry a, a woman. I want a man. Yeah, these would be great tips. All we need to do, if according to a lot of marriage workshops, and we take something good from them, but the overall, overarching theme in most of them is, is our marriage would be fantastic if I was a woman. Yeah, like that's I mean, the missing ingredient. I'm like, let me walk everybody we're, through. We're wired different. I'm going to give everybody a, a a 90 second marriage seminar. Then we'll get to get into Vivek Ramaswamy. This is big. Okay, what you do is you sit down with your wife today. You you sit your wife over there. You sit yourself over here, vice versa, whatever. And you don't talk to each other for a total of like 10 minutes. And you say, I want you to write down all your goals for your faith, your family, your finance, your fitness, your friendship, your fun. Wife, write it down. Husband, write it down. Faith, family, finance, fitness, friendship, fun. Write it down. Faith, family, finance, fitness, faith, family, finance, fitness, friendship, fun. Then after you do that, you compare lists and you go, okay, I've got an idea. Why don't we design every day like it's going to be our last day on the earth? Every day will be a living sacrifice to Christ. And it's also going to be a wonderful time where we decide to be nice to each other. And you build a schedule that, that you're excited about as a couple. You know, that you're excited about as a couple. And then you just schedule that. And all of a sudden, it's so like last night, I came home at 6. And I was fired up to see my wife. Why? Because I got to work at the time I wanted, had a great time, organized my day, spent time with the friends I wanted to, nailed out my financial goals. I got my whole goal list knocked out. I come home and on my list is to see my wife. And it was awesome. It was great. you know. But again, if, if you're not living intentionally and you're just sort of drifting in a dystopian casualness, casualness causes casualties. So I encourage everybody out there, Get out a sheet of paper, write down your goals for your faith, your family, your finance, your fitness, your friendship, your fun, and then schedule it because what gets scheduled gets done and what you measure, you treasure. So don't talk about how you're going to go on walks together without scheduling time. Don't talk about how you're going to go to church together without scheduling time. You've got to schedule time for whatever matters because what gets scheduled gets done.
Yeah, uh, we've been great advice. We're coming up on our 31st anniversary here in a minute. Yep, and um, I, I could definitely probably count. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't need both hands probably to count the number of weeks we've missed a, a date. Mm-hmm. Now, some of those were we were young and broke, and it, it might have been just, hey, we're gonna get an ice cream and go for a walk or something. It's like, or, or we put w- the kids bed uh, to bed early and make dinner together. Yeah. It might not have been some big fancy dinner. We couldn't afford mm-hmm. a babysitter, some of that stuff, but it was, but basically it was a sanctified time. It was blocked out. There was nothing else but us for a window mm-hmm. of time. Cause this was the top priority. I knew this was forever raising kids, everything else, you know, is, is for a window. Yeah. So those things are, 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 are critical. And for people that would feel a lot of the argument out there is like, well, if, if the man's the man, then the woman is less. I think it's mm-hmm. better if like we're walking through the rain, I am the umbrella that's protecting her from getting rained on. We've been able to have a music career and pursue her goals and, and a lot of things mm-hmm. that she wanted, you know, to do. And we had dinner together as a family. Our kids are grown as adults and pursue us in relationship. But I think that's, that's because these roles were were in in alignment. Established. Yeah, it wasn't because she was weak. It's because she was so valuable and she was wow. honored and protected. You mm-hmm. know, and she protects me. So it's, by it's the both. way, you guys, I mean this, and I'm not prophetic. I'm not saying this in a prophetic sense. I'm just saying this. If you guys ever did a flyover conservatives marriage conference and you taught that, it would change lives. Whether ten mm-hmm. people showed up or forty people showed up, it changed lives. Because what I find. At marriage conferences where a lot of my good friends go to, it's a true story. This is a real, real story. A lot of my friends I went to college with, and went to, I went to Oral Roberts University. I'm not ripping Oral Roberts University. But a lot of buddies I went to college with are now uh, divorced. And they went to a lot of seminars, and what they tried to do at the seminar was try to get the woman to be more masculine. They tried to get the men, the man to be more feminine, and they taught this perverse, double-minded uh, mindset. And these are really sincere people that I knew from college that were coming to me going, how do you and your wife, uh, you know, decide, you know, like, how do you agree? On when, on, on, I said, what, what, what's, the, what's the question? What's the question? What are you asking me? They're like, at the end of the day, I'm talking to my buddy. He says, well, I just want to know, like, when you and your wife are decorating your house together, like, how do you do that? I'm like, we don't. Like, we do not. <laughs> she has her lane. I have my lane. And so what are you doing? And then I'm not kidding. My buddy, buddy says, so how do you bring your wife to work every day? Like, how do you guys work? And I'm going, we don't. I have no problem if couples want to work together, but you shouldn't be. I mean, you work in it for a corporate America. Why are you bringing your wife to work every day? He's like, well... <laughs> I was told at this seminar that you want to involve your wife and everything. And I'm like, no. And then another guy tells true story. These are real people that are divorced now. He says, well, how do you like, what are the boundaries? Cause the seminar said, I'm supposed to call my wife multiple times throughout the day to check on her. And every time I check on her, she wants me to pick up the kids from school and take them home. And I'm going, I don't know what's going on, but I mean, if you're bringing your wife to your corporate America job, and if your wife or your husband is, if you're not sure who every day is supposed to pick up the kids or not, mm. and you're trying to decorate together and you hate decorating and she likes it, you're creating a personal hell zone for yourself. So at some point when you we get to that point, maybe sometime before Jesus has returned, so but before next Thursday, if you guys <laughs> organize a marriage seminar series, I think that would help some people. Now, I want to get into real quick, Vivek. Uh, well, first, I want to get into Shirley Temple for a second. Shirley Temple. Didn't see um, that coming. No, me neither. Did this not is, see that okay, coming. Okay, this is interesting. I told you about the opening, guys. You're gonna get you're gonna get shocked on something you didn't yeah. see coming. I do got a question about Vivek before we get into it. Is like he stepped out and is endorsing Trump. So, yeah. like, why would it be important for for people to be aware of him and have a, yeah. a thing? Why is that still? Why would you still continue I'm to throw shade on Vivek? I'm gonna I'm gonna play this here uh, in the voice of Yoda. 
Uh, <laughs> and I do a pretty accurate Yoda impersonation. So let me hit play here. It is spot here on. Vivek Ramaswampy, you seek. In due time. Master Yoda, Vivek Ramaswampy is an entirely different person. No, no, no. There is only Vivek Ramaswampy. All right. I like what he says on Fox. No, Ramaswampy. Yes. So good. I just can't call him Ramaswampy. He just says all the conservative things that I want to hear. Words matter not. Part of Paul and Daisy Soros Fellowships. For New Americans' website, he is. He's come since 2014. <laughs> <laughs> Partnered with Pfizer in 2020. Vivek wearing a mask equals personal responsibility. In 2018, Vivek Rama launched a raging waste biotech company. Deep state, he is. Ramaswampy. He is. Vivek Ramaswampy's voting records show he's not a registered Republican and donated to anti-Trump Democrat candidates in 2016. Vivek Ramaswamy, should you trust him? Some of you won't like this, but hear me out. He seems to be everywhere. Clips of him giving it to the man and calling out the establishment all over social media. Skyrockets from unknown to top of the Republican polls. And I understand why. He says what we all want to hear. End the war, secure the border, drain the swamp, unity, freedom, truth. Which outlets are considered untrustworthy propaganda media? MSNBC, Business Insider, AP, Forbes, The New York Times, The New Yorker, Huffington Post, Axios, Political, just to name a few. The mouthpiece of the establishment. Then why are they all so supportive of Vivek? Doesn't make sense. How is he considered anti-establishment when he's supported by the establishment? If you or I were to say some of the anti-woke things he says, we would be shadow banned. But somehow, he's trending on every single major social media platform. Hmm. Prior to politics, he was a hedge fund manager. His claim to fame was a pharmaceutical startup company called Royvent. In the nine years it's been in business, it has never been profitable or delivered a working product. Now you go here again. I'm looking at the pull this up on the screen so you can see this. You know, this guy went to college. His college was paid for by the Soros Foundation, the Paul and Daisy Soros Foundation. You've looked right here. This is time to free America.com. You click on the uh, Vivek Ramaswamy button. Also, Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, he wrote his senior thesis advocating for chimeras, which is where you merge a human and an animal. The last guy I saw to do this was Yuval. Noah Harari. Um, he goes on, he says he's worth $15 million before he graduates from law school, but he pays $37,000 in gains taxes. So if he paid 10% in gains taxes, that means he sold the company for $370,000. If he paid 50%, that means he sold the company for $74,000. The point is, it's a completely bogus story. We go on, he starts his company, Royvant. Royvant has never made a profit. In fact, if you look at it, he loses an average of $700 million a year on Royvant. Then what he does is he teams up with Pfizer to release a new product, Pfizer, and he's teaming up with Pfizer, you know, the guys that push the RNA modifying mm -hmm. nanotechnology shots. He teams up with Pfizer. What? 
Yes, Andy, and he doesn't disclose this when he talks, but he actually has invested in the technology that's found in each and every one of the COVID-19 shots. This is Vivek Ramaswamy. And by the way, he threatened to sue the World Economic Forum to have his name removed from the World Economic Forum list. That's completely bogus. If you and I wanted to sue the World Economic Forum, they're not going to respond to us. They're an international public-private partnership, whatever that means. They're not going to respond to us. He actually has subsidiaries of his company, Royvant, registered in China right now. So he's teamed up with the Chinese Communist Party to roll out his companies. He's actually bought, he bought a technology now called Silicon Therapeutics that merges AI with medicine. This is the same Vivek Ramaswamy who told everyone that he says here, to say the obvious, we should aim to safely vaccinate everybody. Of course, because he's an investor in these things. I mean, this is a guy who told people they need to wear a mask. It's all right there, folks. If you are a big fan of what Vivek Ramaswamy says, join the club. I'm not talking about what he says. I'm talking about what he does. And I'll give you the best football example to make this relevant. There was a guy by the, the guy by, back in the day by the name of Rex Ryan. And Rex Ryan would come out every year and he would go, this is the year. We're going to take the Jets woo, to the Super Bowl, woo, to the playoffs, woo, to the, we're going to, with this back to back Super Bowls. I guarantee you, year one, we're going to the playoffs, baby. And people would be so excited, so ready to go that they would go, you know what? I mean, I, I believe it. You believe it. I, and he would start having signs that say, believe, you know, Rex. And uh, people would get crazy. They'd get so excited, so fired up that the crowd would chant, Rex, Rex, Rex. And then somehow, they wouldn't win. <laughs> Every year he had an ability to get you fired up. Now, if you watched what he did, uh, you wouldn't be that excited. But what he said was incredible. Another example of that in reverse, Michael Jordan uh, never really talked a lot about consistency. I'm not saying I'm a big fan of Michael Jordan's personal life. I'm just talking about basketball. He, he was never preached from the podium consistency and showing up to every game. He never hammered the media. He never said, the key to my success is showing up at every game. But this guy was the best defensive player and best offensive player during his time, and he very rarely missed games. I mean, he very rarely – so he didn't talk a lot about consistency on the court, but he demonstrated that. Mm. Another example is Kobe Bryant. He didn't talk a lot about consistency, but he very rarely missed a game. Uh, Tim Duncan – I'm not talking about their personal life. I'm just talking about their sporting life. Sure. Tim Duncan didn't talk a lot about consistency. He just was consistent for the Spurs. And so many people talk, and they don't do what they say they're going to do. So, again, this is the concept. It's called Oct non-verba. Robert Kiyosaki is a big fan of it. I encourage everyone to look into it. But again, you got to know that Vivek Ramaswamy uh, isn't on our team. More as like a, a, a teaching, a, as a training. There was a guy I played basketball with back in the day there, Dave. I was a pretty decent basketball player, never great. But there was a guy on my traveling AAU team, and he had the ability to look like he was going to go left, but he would go right. It's the craziest thing. So he'd be dribbling the ball. And you're going, this guy's going left. And he would go this way, but somehow he went that way. And he would do stuff where he would look like he dribbled, but there's no ball on it. He would just go, and then he would go, and you're going, or he would do this and then spin. And you're going, 
what? Or he would fake a layup and you would try to block it. And then he would pass it. And I'm just going, this guy's like a Houdini. If you haven't seen players like this, just look up Jason Williams. He was phenomenal for the yeah. Sacramento Kings. Yeah. He was all about deception. Uh, he had the ability to deceive people to think he was going this way. And he went that way. A skilled running back can do that too in football. They can convince you they're going this way, but they go that way. Uh, Andy Reid does a great job with the plays. Patrick Mahomes will throw a football and you're, you're, you, you swear he's going to throw it over here, but he somehow throws it over here. It's bizarre. It's deception. So these people who are skilled orators and skilled influencers who are trained, even Klaus Schwab refers to them as actors. He says, the actors, we need to act. We have penetrated the cabinets and we have the actors who are in the position. These are actors. They're trained to act. Mm -hmm. And so let's go to Shirley Temple. So Shirley Temple. Uh, So many people say, I wish Hollywood, we could just go back to when Hollywood was pure. Watch what Shirley Temple said with Larry King. Here we go. When I left Fox, I went to MGM for one picture. Thank goodness, only one. And when I got there with my mother, we were separated. She went into the office of Louis B. Mayer, and I went into the office of Arthur Freed. And he was going to talk to me about a, a movie he wanted to put me in. I'm 12 years old, you know. And I thought he was a producer, but instead he was an exhibitor. And I'd never seen anyone naked before, except myself. So I had no clue. About what was happening and um so it struck me so funny i laughed at him and i laughed uproariously i had tears you know and he got infuriated and he said out 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 go did so you I, tell your mother well i went down i was very quiet i went down and met her in the lobby of the administration building she came out very quietly from louis b Mayer's office and we walked hand in hand silently to the car which was unusual we got in the car driving home i said mom you won't believe what happened to me and i told her what happened and she got kind of quiet. She said, well, you don't know what happened to me. <laughs> and Louis, Louis B. Mayer wasn't as bad as, as Freed was to me, tried but it. he came onto my mother. <laughs> and so we both decided that we didn't like MGM much. Of it, you know. Okay. And so you go, wow. what? And now you look what? up Justin Bieber, both Justin Bieber and, and Usher, both Bieber and Usher have recently made comments that their time being spent with Puff Daddy uh, I mean, again, if you had a brain and you were paying attention, which, by the way, uh, at that point in time, I remember thinking to myself, what is a 13-year-old kid doing, a 14-year-old kid? Why is he spending the night and 48 hours with Puff Daddy? What's that? What? What? Mm-hmm. I remember thinking, what is going on? And now both Usher and Bieber have made similar, similar, similar comments. Usher has recently said he was doing an interview and they were asking him about his time spent with Puff Daddy. And he calls this Puff Daddy calls it his mentorship or his flavor camps, whatever these are. So he's doing an interview with Howard Stern. Howard Stern's like, you're a teenager hanging out with Puff Daddy. I'm sure there were girls everywhere. What was that like? And he was like, uh, and he goes on to explain illicit sex everywhere drugs everywhere so that is and i just want people to understand um this is this process is called ego death and everybody should write this down maybe look this up on your own later it's called ego death Kanye west has written rap songs about it but it's where you're supposed to kill your soul and open up your body to take on another personality it's called ego death and it's something that they do in virtually all hollywood and all music it's called ego death it's where you let your own personality die and you bring in another personality 
Um, another thing it's called is method acting, method acting. So you see people that are method actors. Um, Meryl Streep talks about this, but it's called ego death. Kanye West has talked about this, but it's a whole thing where you're literally supposed to, um, and without getting too graphic, you're supposed to bring yourself into a situation where through a series of rituals and various things, your personality dies and that now takes place a new personality uh takes its place and so you see these dancer these students that are maybe not very confident dancers they're not very confident in what they're saying and they go into hollywood and they change and you start to see them change another example would be dua lipa if you get a chance to look up dua lipa she's a, a singer and if you look up dua lipa and how she's changed and she went from kind of a humble a uh, singer and now you look at her dance moves and what she's doing and who she's hanging out with and you start to raise eyebrows but all i can say is bieber is saying yeah after my time with puff daddy that was weird uh you're starting to see uh usher talk about it you're starting to see more and more people former bodyguards for, for puff daddy are saying yep uh it's kind of weird and then you start to think about who has been hanging out with puff daddy so puff daddy is sort of like the epstein so epstein's over here with hollywood puff daddy's that way with music but again the more you look into this wow. stuff i just want to be clear we need to turn our focus to Christ. But again, this is, I mean, this is Shirley Temple when life was supposed to be more simple and cure and pure and clean. And she's talking about this in an old school interview. Now, next thing I wanted to pull up real quick is the Bible oh, wow. is awesome. The Bible's this just in the Bible's awesome. And, uh, um, but a lot of times if you, if you and I read the Bible, and I'm, I'm calling myself out. A lot of times I read it like it's not the irrefutable word of God. Mm. I read it like it's a very important book that mm. if I have time, I'll read. But it is the Word of God. It is God-inspired. It is God-breathed. 27% of it is prophetic. 73% of it is historical. Every single word is profound. So I want people to listen to this audio. And again, whether you like Auntie underscore a Coulette on TikTok or not, that's not the point. But just listen to what she says. Here we go. In Luke 10, 18, Jesus said, and he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning falling from the heavens. Now remember, Jesus speaks to us in riddles. And that beautiful Bible that you are reading in English has been translated from its original tongue. Jesus spoke in Aramaic, the oldest form of Hebrew. So when Jesus said he saw Satan falling like lightning from the heights of the heavens, know this, a simple Google search is about to rock your world. What is the Hebrew word for lightning? The Hebrew word for lightning? Barak. Spoiler alert, I bet you can guess what the Hebrew word is for great heights. Oh, yeah. High place or high places? Oh, yeah, that's right. Bama. To link the two words in Hebrew, they use wa, either a U or an O, as a conjunction. So if we were to translate into Hebrew, lightning from heaven or of the heights, and we were to read that verse as Jesus had in Aramaic, in Hebrew, where he said he saw Satan falling like lightning from great heights or from heaven, it would actually translate to this. And I saw Satan fall like Barack Obama instead of lightning from the heights. I saw Satan fall like Barack Obama. Many things have come out about Barack Obama recently, many. One of which is his name is actually not Barack Obama, but his actual birth given name is Barry Sotero. Somewhere in his lifetime, Barry Sotero became Barack Hussein Obama. Did he, a man, a former president, who there has now been recently great proof is in fact and has been a homosexual man, choose the name Barack Obama, perhaps already knowing what we are all just now discovering 
was the actual name that Yeshua told us would be the name of the Antichrist. Did he really choose to change his name and call himself Barack Obama, knowing the scripture translation of lightning and great heights describing the Antichrist was, in fact, Barack Obama? Did Barry Sotero, in fact, actually give himself the name of the Antichrist? It's not exactly the most common names. I mean, really, y'all. Ego death. What are the odds of that? The attributes of the Antichrist. That Bible says he. That's right, I said he. The Antichrist will be a man. The attributes that he will have. According to the Bible, the Antichrist, this man, will be gay. Daniel eleven thirty seven explains this very clear. Neither shall he regard the gods of his fathers, nor the desire of women. I'll say what? Nor regard for any god, for he shall magnify himself above all. The other book that I really enjoyed, uh, a book by an Israeli author, uh, Yuval Harari, called Sapiens. So Barack Obama introduced the world to Yuval Noah Harari. And who Yuval Noah Harari, his name in Hebrew means father of music, as in the days of Noah, shall ascend to the mountaintop. That's what Yuval Noah Harari's name means in Hebrew. So Yuval Noah Harari, who is saying things that every single theologian that I have listened to, every I mean, there's, there's certain theologians who that study the Bible that I respect, and I'll just fire off a couple of I don't have thousands of them. I'm just going to give you a, my top five. I believe that I, I believe this that Robin Bullock reads the Bible intensely and gets into it in a way that no one else. I think he reveres the Word of God in yeah. a way that healthy, and everybody needs to learn something from Robin Bullock. I think that Pastor Phil Hotzenpiller dives into the Bible and sees things in there because he's got an intense focus. He focuses on his core tasks until success. Self-help tip. Focus on core task until success. That's what focus means. It doesn't mean you're mean. It just means you're focused. Focus on core task until success. Phil Hotzenpiller really dives in. When you start to listen to Kevin Zadai, Kevin Zadai really, really yeah. dive in. These are people yeah. that dial in. When they dial in, they're all going, there's nobody who has demonstrated more likelihood to be the Antichrist prophet than Yuval Noah Harari. And they always come to me. They always say these people, uh, many of these wonderful theologians have said to me, they'll go, how did you find this guy? That's the question I get asked by a lot of these wonderful people. And again, uh, Robin Bullock does his own research way to go. But a lot of the bigger names, I won't mention their names, I'm not throwing them under the bus, but a lot of bigger names you probably know have reached out to me this year. They say, how do you... Where did he come from? And I said, well, you've all know Harari was working on the Gilgamesh project, uh, which is a project to merge humans with animals and to offer humans eternal life. And they're going, uh, Gilgamesh project? And then these theologians will go, that's the name of Nimrod. Nimrod changed his name to yeah. Gilgamesh when he tried to build the Tower of Babel. He changed his name to Nimrod or to, to Gilgamesh after God confounded their languages. So you're telling me that a guy working on the Nimrod project was found by Barack Obama, and they go, boop, 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 and all of a sudden there's like an immediate connection where they're going, it looks like Yuval Noah Harari is the, is the false prophet. And then the question is, well, who is the Antichrist? Well, Barack Obama is trying to do everything possible to indicate that he is that person. And the final thing I want to share with everybody here, the final little clip here, is Tucker Carlson is doing a very good job, in my opinion, representing the average American who's going, I don't really know what's going on, and I haven't been right. to church in a while, but I'm reading the Bible now. Watch this. Very few public health officials in this country seem very interested in public health, in case you haven't noticed. The Surgeon General of Florida, Dr. Joseph Ladapo, is an exception to that. 
he is interested in the health of the people of his state. And because he is, he's and for sake of time, what he does is he interviews this guy and this guy, Dr. Joseph Latipo, he explains that, yeah, the COVID shots can change your DNA, a.k.a. change your humanity, which is not new to many of your listeners. But here we go. Tell us a little bit about the study that just came out of Sweden. That is just so alarming. The news is buzzing out of uh, Lund University, Malmo, Sweden. Marcus Alden is the first author. The first demonstration in a human hepatic or liver cell line that the Pfizer vaccine, in fact, reverse transcribes and installs DNA into the human genome. Wow. And so in simple terms, what does that mean, Dr. Bartlett? (laughs) Thank you for making it simple. So basically, uh, there's an enzyme that can take that messenger RNA uh, um, vaccine information and put it into the dna of the person okay so these guys are trying to change the image of god so i just want to be very very clear i'll tie it all together here i'll 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 make sure i'm citing my sources so we're good here the bible in revelation chapter 12 i'm sorry revelation 9 verse 11 this is the king james version the bible revelation 9 11 it tells you that satan dwells where antipas was martyred in revelation chapter 2 13 the bible tells you that the devil dwells or satan dwells where again the where antipas was martyred in the former temple of Apollo was. This is Revelation 2.13, Revelation 9.11. Okay, here we go, folks. Now, CERN is located. CERN is located where the former temple of Apollo was. So you need to understand this idea that CERN is actually located where the Bible says that Satan dwells, okay? Their logo at CERN is 666. The CERN logo is 666. If you go to timetofreeamerica.com forward slash Alex, I've laid all this out for you so that way it's all laid out here for you. Timetofreeamerica.com forward slash Alex. You can see the word, the words Corona means 666, okay? That's what the word Corona means is 666. Look at it. The CERN logo is 666. If you haven't seen that, folks, the CERN mm-hmm. logo is 666. Again, if you haven't seen this, look at it, folks. The CERN logo is 666. The World Economic Forum, their logo is 666. This is not my opinion. The Google Chrome logo is 666. The Google Quantum Computer, which powers CERN, the logo is 666. The legislation they're writing to force us shots is HR 666. In Hebrew, www equals 666 and www the World Wide web was created by cern the google chrome logo is 666 as i mentioned bill gates has a cryptocurrency system using body activity w0202006060 all of this is all cited at time to free america.com forward slash revelation there's 119 signs of prophetic events that are taking place and again the bible 27 percent of the bible is prophetic 73 percent of the bible is historical and i just encourage everybody out there do not fall for the deception of vivek ramaswamy Swami, do not fall for the deception. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not a, a, a theologian, whatever that is. I'm not a pastor. I'm not a politician. What I am is somebody who seeks the truth, and I will tell you this. President Donald J. Trump, on Christmas of this year, on Christmas of this year, and may God be with him, on Christmas of this year, President Trump got up and shared the story about the birth of the death and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That man boldly put three Supreme Court justices in office that overturned Roe versus Wade. During the peak of the riots in D.C., he took a Bible and stood up to the woke mob in front of the church. President Donald J. Trump has shown an increasing reverence for Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. He has a key 
increasing reverence for Jesus Christ. And if you're new to the Kim Clement prophecies, just go to rumble.com and search for Trump prophecies. Just go to rumble.com and search for Trump prophecies. And you're going to see the Kim Clement prophecies. And Kim Clement said that President Donald J. Trump would become a trumpet and that he would become a president for two terms. He would become the president for two terms. But he said that he will be filled with the Holy Spirit and then he shall return. He also said that America would get so desperate, we would get on our knees and would seek the face of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So I am not discouraged by the events that are taking place, but I believe we're about ready to see the great reveal. I believe God's going to reveal a lot of things that have been hidden for a long time. And why did I mention Shirley Temple? Because a lot of people thought life was so much more simple when we had people like Shirley Temple. People thought, oh, let's go back to old Hollywood when it was good. No, no. Hollywood was never good. If, you, if, if you're out there and you're an aspiring witch or warlock, you shouldn't be. But if you are an aspiring witch or warlock, they use Hollywood to make their magic wands to cast their spells. That's why it's called Hollywood. Was Hollywood was created to cast a spell on people. Hollywood was never good, ever, ever. It was never good, never was, okay? And the music industry, people are going, I right. can't believe Daddy. It was never, folks, This is these institutions are corrupt, and the only place where we don't have corruption is in our irrefutable word of God known as the Bible. So my homework today would be the following three things. One, come join us on the Reawaken America Tour. That's timetofreeamerica.com, June 7th and 8th. If you use promo code FLYOVER, and you should, you have a chance to win a backstage pass to meet all of the speakers. Now, if you wear your bowling shoes, we'll bring you back. It'll be kind of a limited area where the speakers that choose to come out and greet everybody. So I would say, about 70% of the speakers are going to come out there uh, to, to meet you. But there are certain speakers, Eric Trump, Laura Trump, from a security perspective, they might be a little bit farther back. But if if you win a backstage pass, you get to meet everybody. So use promo code FLYOVER. Second, go to timetofreeamerica.com forward slash Alex to learn all the facts we talked about on today's show. Timetofreeamerica.com forward slash Alex. It's very important that you do that. You can find all the facts there. And third, if you want to watch the Reawaken America Tour documentary for free, um, mm-hmm. it, it, it's aged really well. It's about a three-year-old documentary and it features General Flynn, Mel Kay, Mike Lindell, and they're sharing what's going to happen to America if we don't stop this great reset. And all the things that they said would come to pass are happening. So I encourage you to watch that for free tonight at time2freeamerica.com. A lot of information. Uh, Hopefully it was succinct and made sense. Man, mind-blowing. Clay, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for all the research that you do to help to educate all of us so that we can wake up, speak up, and show up. We'll have all the links down below in the notes, wherever you're listening on Apple, Spotify, wherever in the show notes. We'll have the links to everything that Clay mentioned. Um, Again, we put on the screen one more time the phone number to send him a text. Um, You can just text him and say, hey, Clay, hope you're having a great day because it actually does go to him. But it's 918-851-0102, 918-851-0102. Text the word fly over. We'd love to bring you back. Usually we interview a couple Mm -hmm. uh, of of winners of that as well and have them on the show. You've seen those in the past. So those are actually some of our favorite interviews we do. They really are. Thanks again for your time, Clay. We really appreciate it. On June 7th and 8th, the Reawaken America Tour heads into Motown in Detroit, Michigan for the final Reawaken America Tour. Michigan Megabolt! Michigan Megabolt! Michigan Megabolt! Yes, ladies and gentlemen, on June 7th and 8th, the Reawaken America Tour heads to the home of Governor Witchmer, the home of Lockdowns Motown, and it's going to be profound. Ladies and gentlemen, get those tickets right now at timetofreeamerica.com. This is a crazy time to be alive. Well, just in our lifetime, used to be where you'd hear your grandparents talk about how cheap gas was and stuff, and it was 75 years before, 50 years before. 
And so we've seen a lot of changes since Biden took office. $700 more a month. Than what you needed in January of 21 when he took office. You might hear these kind of things and think, oh, that's overwhelming. I can't control the government. I can't control what they're doing. I can't control the spending. But we can take care of ourselves. You want to make sure that you're buying bullion from somebody that you can trust and someone that does not charge you a commission when you go to sell. If there's going to be a commission, have it on the front end, not the back end when it skyrockets. And now you're like, oh my gosh, look at this big, huge commission I got to pay because it's on the back end before I sell it. You can buy an ounce of silver for $23. So this is something everybody can get into. And if silver goes to $50, if it goes to 75, if it goes to 100, all of those profits are yours. And that's happening while the dollar is buying less and less at the actual grocery store. So you can go to flyovergold.com, fill out your information. When you do that, someone from Dr. Kirk's team will get a hold of you to set up a free consultation. It doesn't cost you any money whatsoever. Or to do the same thing, you can just call 720-605-3900. My name is Dr. Troy Spurl, and I'm CEO and founder of Synapse Center for Health and Healing. While we're a full functional medicine clinic where we're uh, looking at the entirety of the body, we have nurse practitioners, chiropractors, acupuncture, we do functional restoration with uh, BTL equipment, and we have uh, medical doctors on staff as well to help with PRP and other injections for pain relief. We, we do a multitude of services, labs, nutrition counseling, health coaching, we've got it all. We are constantly being asked about how to improve their immune system. How do I go through a flu season without getting a cold? Uh, I myself have gone 30 years without missing a day of work, never gotten a cold, never been sick. And we just show our patients how to do that. We answer those questions. Why am I tired? Why do I have pain? So if you're watching this right now, just go to our website, officialsynapse.com, click on free discovery call, answer three simple questions, and we'll get you started. One more thing, we are the highest rated, most reviewed functional medicine clinic in all of Minnesota. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.